It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. So good to be back with you here Thursday afternoon and uh, just excited to be getting into the Word of God with you, talking uh, about God and His Word. I love that. That's what I love about the show, too, is just that it gives you uh, not only an opportunity to ask your questions and to bring up different subjects, uh, but then for us to be able to talk about uh, those things from the Word of God, and uh, that's my favorite thing to do, and it's just spontaneous and uh, led by the Spirit, and uh, that's just a blessing to me. If you want to join me uh, on the program, appreciate all of you listening in Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you as well. The number's the same for everybody, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. If you want to call, pick up your phone, punch that number in, or uh Put it in a note uh, for a little bit later on if you don't have a moment right now and give us a call, 303-690-3000. If you would prefer to text, uh, you can do uh, that as well. If you want to send us your questions uh, via text, you can do so, 720-336-0897. That's the text number, 720-336-0897. Well, welcome to Calvary Live once again. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and uh, you can get more information about us at Calvary Chapel Parker. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. If you're new to Calvary Chapel, maybe you've just tuned into a station uh, that's broadcasting this program, and maybe you've heard some of the other teaching of some of the other pastors, and, and now you're listening to this program here, and you're just becoming familiar with Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel's a, a non-denominational affiliation of churches around the around the world, not just in the United States, but around the world, uh, uh, many faithful ministries and, and workers and congregations. And uh, we, we believe in, in some basic, uh, fundamental, historical truths of the Christian faith, and at the heart of that, we believe in teaching the Word of God, verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, uh, because we believe that God is revealed in His Word, and what what it means to serve God uh, is revealed uh, in the Word of God. And uh, He has given us all things that pertain, as Peter says, to life uh, and to godliness, and those things are found in the Word of God. So if you'd like answers to your questions, maybe you've got something in particular that um, you haven't quite been able to get your arms around, and, and maybe it's been something for quite a while that you've been curious about, uh, or maybe it's a new question, maybe a message that you heard that sparked an, uh, another question or something that, that you couldn't quite understand. We're here to answer that. Or maybe you've got a situation going on and you want the light of God's word uh, to shine upon that or you just need prayer. Uh, If you have prophecy questions, apologetics, cults, current events, whatever, uh, or you just need encouragement, give me a call here. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call if you want to join me on the air. Or 720-336-0897. A lot of times people tell me, they say, well, you know, I was listening to the show and I wanted to call in, uh, but I was afraid. And uh, I understand that. Uh, I've actually asked different uh, people to be on the radio with me before, and I've uh, different pastors even, and they've said, you know, I'll do anything uh, but uh, live radio. And so uh, I get that. Um, A lot of us feel that way, Uh, especially I remember some of the first times 
able to uh, do uh, a live question and answer format on the radio, I was I was terrified. Now I'm only mildly terrified, so the Lord is working in my life. Uh, but I can imagine, and I know that people that call into the show, uh, sometimes just the thought of asking their question and being on the radio is a fearful thing. Well, uh, you don't need to be afraid, and we'll do our best uh, here to make you feel comfortable and at ease and to answer your question and to welcome you. And if you want to join us, again, 303 690 or 720-336-0897 if you would like to text uh, in your question. Hey, I want to invite you to join us this weekend. Uh, at Calvary Chapel in Parker. If you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, either visiting or you live uh, somewhere uh, in, in the region when you can easily make it out and, and worship with us, you can join us. The next opportunity to do that will be Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, on Sunday. You can come on out and join us. We're going to have worship and the study of God's Word. We just finished uh, the Old uh, the New Testament rather uh, for the second time, and now we're going back uh, for our second time through the Old Testament. And so we just last Last week began Genesis. Uh, you can pick up a message uh, on the first 13 verses of chapter 1 in the beginning, uh, part 1 there. And then this Sunday, uh, you can uh, get part 2, Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 31. Another message, uh, part 2, actually, as I said, of our message entitled, In the Beginning. And, and we'll be covering days 4, 5, and 6 uh, of creation. Now, last time we talked about uh, creation and, the, and, and what God created there. Uh, in the beginnings, the heavens and the earth, light, uh, water, and uh, all, all of the things that God, in, in the first three days, and, and we talked about the, uh, from a science, not just a spiritual aspect, but from a scientific aspect, how as believers, we don't need to check our brain at the door, uh, how the Bible is the most reasonable explanation of why do we see, in this question, why do we see something rather than nothing? So you want to go back and get that, and then join us this weekend. 10 o'clock Sunday uh, for part two of our message. We'll be uh, looking at, as I said, days four, five, and six, the other three days uh, of creation where God creates the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, aquatic life, uh, birds, land animals, and finally the pinnacle of God's creation made in the image of God, God creates man. And so you'll want to join us this Sunday at 10 o'clock at Calvary Chapel Parker. And you can get directions, more info about us and all of that just by going to the web calvarychapelparker.com. You can um, listen to previous messages or watch previous messages there on the website and uh, any book of the Bible. Really, we have a resource there that's free for you uh, where you can stream uh, or download a message uh, from any book of the Bible, any chapter, uh, any section. And so you just go to calvarychapelparker.com, click on the messages tab, uh, pick Old or New Testament, and from uh, from those pull down menus, you can you can pick uh, uh, whatever book you want to study there. And in when you see series two, like Genesis series two, you'll know that that's our most current study uh, in the book of Genesis, for example. So go there, take advantage of that, no cost. There's all sorts of other resources available for you there, and we encourage you to come on out uh, to uh, Calvary Chapel Parker and join us if you're going to be in the area. And if you're not uh, going to be in the area, wherever you are, maybe in Colorado or around the country up and down the Front Range or along the eastern, uh, northeastern coast uh, or uh, northeastern states. Uh, we appreciate you, and there's a lot of, like I said, resources there that because of the, the web that you can take advantage of. Uh, but how about taking advantage of this program? It's a lot more interesting 
with you uh, as as our guest, and, and that's what, uh, as I said, I love about this program. And the number to do so, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, as I said earlier, if you prefer to text uh, your question, you can do that as well. And the text number is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Got a text question here, and it says, the Bible says that God cannot be mocked. Whatever you sow, that you also reap. Uh, how long uh, are we supposed, let me kind of fill in the blanks here. How long are we supposed to be reaping all the bad we've done in our lives? Since we are humans and in the flesh, it seems like we will reap the bad until we die. So I think I get the gist uh, of this question here. Uh, God is not mocked whatsoever you reap, that you will also sow. And how long uh, are you going to reap all the bad? So the idea, I think, that, that, that this question is asking is, is, you know, wouldn't we be suffering forever for all of the sin uh, that we did, particularly before we came to Jesus Christ? I think the thing that we need to understand is, is, there, is there there's an implied uh, understanding that we reap what we sow, and particularly that, that this is for mockers of God, those who reject Jesus Christ. And so when we come to Jesus Christ, uh, John tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so uh, there is a truth that, you know, there are still consequences uh, to sin. In other words, if I come to Jesus Christ, uh, but uh, I make foolish choices, God forgives me, but sometimes there are still consequences to those sins. Yes, this is true. Uh, but more often than not, it's not a matter of us having to reap what we have sown in terms of, uh, especially in a spiritual sense, because Jesus Christ has forgiven us. And I can't tell you how many times God has spared me uh, just because he loves me and he's gracious and he's merciful from the consequences of my sins. So great Great uh, text question there, and looks like we've got uh, some calls starting to come in, so I want to get to those and not keep those folks waiting. Uh, let's go to Steve uh, in Thornton, uh, Colorado. Steve, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Jason. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, I've been uh, married for about a year now, and just some uh, sin that's been in my life has uh, just bubbled to the surface, and honestly, it's just been going under my own radar. And uh, mm-hmm. and over this last week or so, or so, it's really just uh, boiled up. And um, I, I just finally spilled the whole truth uh, to my wife, and in the process, mm-hmm. just really hurt her. Um, mm-hmm. And so now I'm just uh, looking for a prayer of wisdom and encouragement, and just um, maybe some advice on how to go about this. Sure. Well, I like what I like what David says. Uh, you talked about it kind of going under the radar and so oftentimes uh we can have things in our lives that that we've even managed to hide from ourselves to a degree and and that's why David says in the in the 139th Psalm in the 23rd verse he says search me O God and know my heart try me know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so God has has been gracious to you cuz he he loves you. He's he you know as we go in our relationship with Christ he begins to re- reveal things to us that aren't pleasing to him and and sometimes those are big things. Sometimes those are things that you know that we've kept hidden as I said even even uh from ourselves. Uh but the key there is just to be led 
in the way everlasting. And, and I think that that's a real key. Obviously, you've uh, repented of your sin before God and, and also gone to your wife and talked about that with her. Has that, I, I'm sensing, has that created some sort of trust issue or or pain or separation? What, 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 what exactly is, is, I don't need to know all the details, but, but what, what's going on? Um, I mean, definitely some trust issues. Uh, I don't. I don't think she trusts me in the slightest now. Um, mm-hmm. And also, just some separation. I feel like all communication has just kind of been cut off between us, and I just don't know how to go about um, just like reconnecting that and like mm-hmm. talking through um, what all's happened. Yeah, is your wife a believer as well? Yes, she is. Okay, and do you, are you guys plugged into a church? Uh, yes, we are. And ha- have you, I just, uh, I'm curious about this. I don't mean to ask an obvious question if this is obvious, but have you talked to uh, a pastor or a leader together at your church? Um, we have not. I mean, this really just came to the surface over the last several days. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's definitely something I'm looking to do uh, here this week. Yeah, I, I would do that as soon as possible. I would just sit down with somebody that you trust at your church, uh, preferably your pastor or an assistant pastor or somebody like that. Um, I'm not sure the size of your church and the staff at your church, but um, but but I would do that, and just a, because I think that that'll bring great healing and an opportunity uh, for you guys to talk about these things and begin to to reconnect and and also if <clears throat> it sounds like. I don't know the depth of the issue or what's going on, and obviously it's very fresh, but um, but you want your wife to be able to be encouraged as well um, to to not allow the enemy to come between you and and not allow a, a root of bitterness or, or anything like that to, to come between you and to hurt your marriage even further uh, in the long term. Now, that said, um, there also is going to have to be some patience on your part and, and, a, and a regaining of trust. Right, and yeah. and, you, and you've done something that's broken the trust, and so <clears throat> now there's going to have to she's going to have to see uh, in you who you really are now, and you know, do I trust this person? Um, and let the Lord working in work in her heart uh, to heal or hurt, and to be able to to reconnect with you, and to be able to talk with you and communicate with you. And so, some part of it is going to be just giving her the time and praying for her, offering to to talk with her about it as she is ready to do that, and then again, sitting down uh, with someone that will help you do that, and then just committing in your heart, you know, no matter how long it takes, what happens, uh, that God will help you to live in a way that is honorable and loving toward her uh, while, she, while she heals, and in a way that will allow her to, to uh, uh, regain that trust in you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank, it, yeah, thank you so much. That uh, was just really encouraging. Was she, was she pray with you? Uh, yeah. Do you think yeah. she'll pray with you? I would say that even even if your wife just says, "Look, I don't want to talk to you about this," or you know, "I'm not really connected with you," if she'll pray with you, that's a great thing. And I would just make sure, uh, you know, that's something we should be doing uh, with our spouse anyway. It's getting into the Word of God and reading and praying. And so I would just encourage you to do that. The Bible talks about the washing in Ephesians five. It talks about the washing of the water of the Word, and and that's what Christ does uh, for us. 
uh, the church, and that's what husbands are supposed to do for their wives. In this case, you know, we go through life as believers and we begin to get dirt on us, and, and that all needs to be cleansed and washed away, and the best way to do that is through prayer, getting into prayer with each other and getting into the Word of God. And so I would just recommend, if you don't already have a regular reading schedule, uh, begin either uh, in Genesis chapter 1 or maybe in Matthew if you'd rather start in the New Testament and just start daily, maybe a chapter, uh, or if you want to get a one-year Bible reading plan, <clears throat> read through the Word of God together uh, and pray together. Okay. Yeah, okay. that sounds great. Yeah, you bet. Hey, let me let yeah. me uh, let me pray for you uh, as well, Steve. Father, we uh, I just thank you for Steve, and I just pray that you bless him, Lord. I I thank you that you've brought this to the surface. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, be working in his heart, that you would uh, have completely delivered him, uh, that uh, that uh, he would have completely repented of this and have the strength in your spirit to move forward. And I pray for his wife. I pray for her heart. I pray for her hurt. I pray that you'd surround them with godly people to encourage them. Uh, I pray that there would be supernatural forgiveness that only you can give, uh, a, a gift really, uh, to be able to forgive. And I pray that you would just bring them back together even stronger. Longer, uh, than, they, than they were before, uh, even deeper in love and deeper in love with you. And I just pray that you would uh, work in their lives, uh, even in this difficult time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you very much, Pastor. Y- you betcha. I'll, pre- I'll be praying for you, and I appreciate you calling. All right, thank you. You betcha. Let's go to Jessica in Philadelphia. Jessica, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well. I appreciate you calling. So are, is it raining in Philadelphia today? You've been getting all of the bad weather that we just had here. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. I'm driving in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try to brighten your day uh, uh, up a little bit. What's on your mind? So um, I'm, I'm married, and my husband and I, we've been going to a church together uh, that since that was really, really, it's been good. The people are really nice and stuff, but lately we've been getting together and I have been feeling like I'm not really growing. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about what it looks like to leave a church uh, if you need to, and I want to make sure that I'm not, and I've been, uh, I've been starting to pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to make sure that I'm not going based off my feelings. Like, it's not just because I don't feel anything or that I am putting in 100% when I go. Mm-hmm. But, like, I listen to, like, the radio preachers, and I have gone to a different church, and I'm just, like, I feel, uh, like, it's just more, it's just, it's a little bit different the way the pastor teaches, and it really helps me. Mm-hmm. So, um, my husband and I are just trying to figure out what we do, and he's not... He's okay with where he is, mm-hmm. where we are right now, but he's willing to, he's trying to figure out how to be a, the lead, mm-hmm. and, but knowing that, because I'm struggling, so he's like, I don't want to go where my wife isn't growing, but, right. so we're kind of trying to figure out what to do right now, so Shh. I just want to know, you know. Yeah, well, let me give you some thoughts. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people realize this, some people perhaps don't realize this, that you know that everything with the label of church, uh, or if you were to walk into a Christian bookstore, if you were, or if you were to look online, not everything with the label Christianity is necessarily 
you know, God-ordained and, and, and helpful. And then, you know, there are things where there are sincere believers there, um, but for perhaps a variety of reasons, if we were to know all of those reasons and sit down and, and look at them, we could say, you know, there, there are some, some issues here. Um, I think the main thing is, is, is what is your, what is the church that you're going to doing? What, what do they believe? And, and this is the most important thing. And, and what, is, what is their focus? What are, their, what are they doing? Uh, a lot of churches have thousands of people. Well, not a lot, but there are churches with thousands or hundreds of people. Uh, they have substantial staff. If you were to look at their weekly calendar, they have all kinds of programs. Uh, but a lot of times you, you begin to look beneath the surface and you see that there's not really doing anything. And that's why it's important. I, I, I like to go back to the book of Acts in the second chapter, the 42nd verse. And it talks about what the early church did. It says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which is teaching the word of God, and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. So there's, there's, there's a few things that they did, did there, there. There's four things, in fact, that they did there. They studied the word of God. They fellowshiped with one another. They took part in communion. And they prayed together. And really, those are the most important things. If we're not going to do anything else, uh, we would be fine in doing those things as a church. And so I would look for a church that does that. I would look for a church that's simple. I wouldn't necessarily look for a church that's big or a church that's small. I would look for a church that's simple. In other words, it's simply teaching the Bible, simply going through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation, because Paul said, I haven't shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. He said that to the Ephesian church. I've, I've taught you the whole counsel of God. And that's what you need as a believer. That's what I need as a believer, to be taught uh, the whole counsel of God. And so I would find a church, uh, you and your husband collaboratively, be praying together about it, and, and find a church uh, that's teaching the Word of God. Because, you, look, you don't need to show up and see my PowerPoint presentation and hear my seven bullet points on life. Okay, that's that's not going to do anything for you. Uh, my ideas aren't going to do anything for you. What what is going to be lasting and what is going to sustain you is going to be the word of God. And David said, "Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you." And so it's God's word that keeps us on the right path. It's God's word that nourishes us and causes us to grow. Uh, as I mentioned to Steve, it's God's word that cleanses us uh, from the world. It's God's word that equips us uh, for the work of the ministry. It's God's word that reveals God to us and how we can commune and have a relationship with Him. And so at the center of that is the word of God. And and I would choose your church based on the teaching of the word of God, where you go and where you can learn and where you can understand and apply what you're learning. Okay. Okay. Right. And, and I know if for nothing else, I know there's a great Calvary Chapel in Philadelphia. So yeah. uh, I don't know yeah. how close, it's a big town there, obviously. I don't know how close it is to you, but I think there's a few uh, different fellowships in the area. If, if you're having trouble uh, finding a church, uh, I know I can always recommend the Calvary Chapel uh, because my brothers at Calvary Chapel are faithful to do that uh, for the people that they love and that they're called to serve. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. You bet. I would recommend this too. If you are looking, as I said, for a specific Calvary Chapel in your area, uh, you can go to calvarychapel.com and there's a church finder. Uh, there, calvarychapel.com, and then you just plug in your zip code, and it, you can choose the radius that you're willing to travel, and it'll let you know what Calvary chapels, at least, are in your area. Or you can go to calvarychapelassociation.com, and they also have a church finder. Both of those websites are affiliated uh, with Calvary chapels, and you can search for churches in either way. 
Yeah, I started going to one near me, but <coughs> Good. just figuring out whether that's where God wants us to go or not. There's right. nothing wrong with, like, the church that I go to, they do first fibers. Okay. But it's kind of like, let's pick a topic and then take verses, and I don't learn that well that way. Well, and, and, and that's an interesting conversation, because just because you say you're doing verse by verse doesn't mean you're actually teaching verse by verse. In other words, if I, if I come to a passage, and I'm just kind of using that as a, as a trampoline or a launch pad into all sorts of different topics, and I don't really teach the passage, uh, then I'm not teaching verse by verse. I'm still teaching topically uh, under the guise of teaching verse by verse. And so, uh, and then there's, but, but having said that, there's going to be people that teach verse by verse, and you're going to be like, wow, I really connect uh, with that pastor, I get what they're saying. They they teach in a way that I can understand. And then there's going to be people that you don't, and vice versa. There's going to be other people that connect more with this pastor, and you don't. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So you know, sometimes sometimes it's just somebody's teaching style, you know, is is more conducive to your the way that you learn. And so you yeah, you just got to find the place and just find where God's called you. God's called you to a church, and my encouragement is to just find that, uh, you and your husband, through prayer and seeking the Lord, and he'll take you there. And I, 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 I can feel for you, though, because it, it can seem like a little bit of a daunting process when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you calling about that, and uh, God bless you, Jessica. Thank you, too. God bless you. Hey folks, 303-690-3000, that's the number to call if you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000, and uh, we can get you on the air here with your question, and if you want to text, uh, also you can text in your question, 720-336-0897, I got a question here from uh, Benny in Colorado via text. He says he's wondering if, uh, is it true that in the Catholic Church uh, they believe that you are to remain in purgatory for a certain amount of time? Uh, The answer to that question is yes. Uh, if you if you look at Catholic doctrine, uh, even Catholic doctrine as it's as it's spelled out uh, today, uh, they believe in the concept of of purgatory. That there is a a place where you you may have to go uh, when after you die. Uh, that that you will uh, have to go there and basically work off. Uh, the consequences uh, of your sin. Now, this isn't a biblical concept, but it is a, a, a historical Catholic concept. But there isn't a verse uh, in the Bible that supports this doctrine. And in fact, when this was pointed out during the Reformation, uh, the Catholic Church hadn't really previously adopted the Apocrypha, but they, they adopted some other books that weren't uh, considered part of the canon of Scripture. They're now considered part of the Catholic canon of Scripture uh, to support uh, certain doctrines. Now, if you look at the Catholic Encyclopedia, uh, they say purgatory is a place or condition of temporal punishment for those who, departing this life in God's grace, are not uh, entirely free from venial faults. And uh, Catholics differentiate, again, not scripturally, from venial and mortal sins. Uh, you can't do this for mortal sins. You, you know, those will send you straight to hell. Uh, venial sins, they, and, and by the way, this is not 
this is Catholic doctrine. And uh, so they say you haven't fully uh, paid for the satisfaction due uh, to their transgressions. Well, this is a misunderstanding of salvation. Uh, when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, uh, he didn't say, I have made the down payment. He said, literally, uh, paid in full. That's what the Greek word there means. Paid in full. Your sins, past, present, and future, uh, are paid in full when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So he didn't make the down payment, and then you've got to pay it off by paying uh, for your own sins. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He paid for the penalty of our sins. He was pierced, as Isaiah says in 53, 5, for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him, the chastisement uh, that brought us peace, and uh, by his stripes, uh, we are healed. And so, uh, to get this idea that, that there's a place that you can go to, that you can pay for sins and kind of work them off, uh, you know, some sort of spiritual layaway uh, is a false notion and isn't supported uh, by the scriptures. So, uh, hopefully that uh, answers Benny's question, uh, but Benny, yes, you are correct. Uh, that is uh, Catholic doctrine, the doctrine of purgatory. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. You can hear the music. That means we've got to take a break, uh, but uh, appreciate all those calls. Give us a call if you want to join us. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vanderveer, the pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. We're taking a break here, uh, but we're going to be right back taking more of your calls right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your <coughs> questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome to Calvary Live. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you didn't catch the first half of the program in the top of the hour, we're glad that you decided to join us here at the bottom of the hour, the last half of the program. We'd love to have you join us on the program here if you'd like to do so. 303-690-3000. Uh, or you can text your question in 720-336-0897. But how about giving us a call if you got it, got the time? 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And if you have questions about the Bible or Christianity, prophecy, apologetics, cults, current events, you just need encouragement maybe or uh, prayer, give me a call. Again, 303-690-3000. Appreciate all of you listening in Colorado, Wyoming, uh, folks listening in Maryland, caller in the last uh, half hour from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Jessica, appreciate you calling in. All of you in New Jersey, uh, welcome and so glad you you decided to listen to Calvary Live here. Maybe you've been listening for uh, quite a while, or maybe you're new to this program. We're glad that you decided to tune in. We know that it's not not only going to be entertaining for you, uh, but encouraging and informational, and also uh, an opportunity for the Lord to work in your life. As we just talk about the Word of God and, and different subject matter, maybe things that you have thought of, maybe things that you haven't thought of before, and, and what are the answers to some of these questions? And, and we grow and we're blessed uh, in these conversations conversations that we have as a result. So join me on the program if you like, 303-690-3000 or text me your question, 720-336-0897. I'm Jason Vandiver. For uh, those who aren't familiar with me, and that's probably a lot of you, uh, I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information <clears throat> about us at Calvary Chapel Parker. 
CalvaryChapelParker.com. CalvaryChapelParker.com. All kinds of free resources there. Uh, no matter where you are in the country, obviously most can access the web. Uh, we have studies through the entire Word of God, audio, video for you to be able to pick chapter, verse, book, and just study through the scriptures. And uh, we've made that available as a free resource to you just over the years, uh, teaching through the Word of God. But if you're in the area and you want to experience it uh, live and come on, you're looking for a church home. <clears throat> Or you're just going to be uh, in the Parker, Colorado area, or you live here, and, and you'd like to come on out and fellowship with us, come on out. This Sunday is the next opportunity you can do that, 10 o'clock, uh, where we're going to be continuing uh, our study. We just started the book of Genesis last week. We'll be in the last half of chapter one, uh, a message entitled, In the Beginning, uh, and it's part two uh, of that message, where we look at the, the final days of creation, days four, five, and six of creation. We looked at the first three last week. Uh, so you want to come on out and join us this Sunday, 10 o'clock, worship and Bible study. But you can join us uh, throughout the week. We've got Bible study midweek. We're in the book of Exodus uh, midweek. We've got women's uh, studies, empty nesters fellowship, young adults uh, group, youth ministry, children's ministry. No matter what age uh, you are or where you're at exactly uh, in your life, uh, we have opportunities for you to come on out and fellowship. And the main opportunity as a is as a part of the larger uh, body at Calvary Chapel Parker. And then even uh, amidst that as a part of the larger body of Christ uh, around the world. So join us. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com for directions. calvarychapelparker.com and that'll give you the directions if you want to come on out and join us. And, and be sure uh, to come on out and to, to say hello uh, to me when you're there. You'll We don't have a, a, a extremely large fellowship so uh, we, we will be able to, if you'd like, get a chance uh, to meet each other. I'd like to meet you here on the program, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call on. And I got a text question here, and it says, my question is about uh, Jesus' teaching on divorce and remarriage and Paul's teaching uh, in Corinthians. Of course, that's uh, in chapter 7 there. Uh, and, and it says, uh, and it seems uh, as if they would say uh, that uh, that to be remarried uh, is adultery as long as the spouse is still living and they find themselves in that situation. So let's talk. First of all, uh, I would recommend a book uh, for all of you who are interested in this uh, subject matter, and it's a book called uh, Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage. Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage, the author Jay Adams. You can pick that up uh, most places where books are sold or online. Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage goes into detail uh, about this subject, and uh, you'll enjoy that. But of course, uh, the, the text question refers to Matthew 19, verse 9, and elsewhere where Jesus says, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife uh, except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries her who is divorced uh, commits adultery. So, what breaks the bond of marriage <clears throat> is uh, is adultery. There is a, a the two become one. Jesus said. And that is only really broken. It's not broken by a court or a legal writ or anything like that. It's broken uh, through adultery. And so Jesus says, if you divorce your wife, and, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean that if there is adultery, there has to be divorce. I've seen healing in many cases in that situation. But this is the one, uh, the one caveat, if you will, that Jesus gives where, where divorce is permissible. And that's because a lot of people then and 
now uh, are divorcing, and and there really is no issue like that. It's it's just uh, as they say, irreconcilable differences or whatever. And and you need to know that that before the Lord, that that's not acceptable. Malachi says that God hates a divorce. It, it covers one in violence, is what Malachi says. And so uh, we've got to remember that that God looks very seriously at the commitment that we make uh, in marriage. And so if we're we're divorcing and and or or we're divorced. Uh, that brings up uh, other issues. Do we have the right now to get remarried? Say a person got divorced, they, they didn't get divorced under the right circumstances, what should they do? Well, you again have to take the scripture and all of scripture, Corinthians and Matthew and elsewhere, and, and kind of take them and apply them to your situation. A lot of times it matters, you know, what was the person's state when they got divorced? Is this something that they did uh, prior to placing their faith in Jesus Christ? Where is their spouse at now? Has their spouse remarried because effectively if their spouse has remarried uh, depending not no matter how the law looks at it effectively that relationship has been broken physically just as it it, it would have been in adultery and so now that that has taken place because it was caused by the divorce and the other remarriage so there are a lot of factors uh, that you have to look at but I would say this what the scripture says is is that two people are divorced <clears throat> And whether they weren't believers when they divorced or whether they became believers later and neither has remarried, uh, they should pray that God would heal their marriage. And they should pray and consider and be willing for God to heal their marriage and not just move on to another individual and then subsequently uh, commit adultery. And this is what we've got to realize is, is that when, when we divorce someone and, 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 uh, and we just move on for any reason uh, that we're causing serious consequences, that we're compounding sin uh, upon sin. And so we need to be very careful as to how we approach these things. And Paul also talks uh, about people who they had no say in the matter. A lot of times it's very one-sided in, in divorce and, and one spouse wants to remain and, and for God to heal the marriage and the other one goes. And Paul says uh, a believer is not in bondage under certain conditions. So if someone is in that condition and their spouse has, has left them, usually that spouse has moved on to somebody else, unfortunately, anyway. So we've got to take all of the scripture uh, and apply it to those situations uh, to determine uh, where we're at in those situations. So I hope that that uh, helps you out a little bit with your question there. And let's go ahead to, let's go to Michael. Uh, Michael, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining us. Can you hear me, Michael? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Yep. Hey, what's on your mind today? Um, yeah, I uh, was raised Catholic <laughs> and kind of fell away from that. And um, I've been trying to find a good church to go to. And I, I went to Living Hope Baptist Church. and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Right. But since I moved, um, there was a a religion called the Way. Have you ever heard of that? I, unfortunately, I have. Yes. Okay, and so I've I've asked to be baptized, and I had to sit down and talk to the the sisters. I guess they call them. Yep. And they basically told me I had to. I, I guess I'm putting it into like a, a short. Like they had, I had to prove myself. Right. To be baptized and. If if I was asking to be baptized, that's pretty much proof in itself in my mind. So, yeah. Well, um, the, of course, the the scriptural requirements uh, for being baptized. Uh, you know, I think of the Ethiopian eunuch in the Book of Acts, uh, where uh, Philip meets him and you know, he says, "What prevents me from being baptized?" And we see that all that was needed is that he had placed his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. 
And so that, that's the, the, the biblical requirement for, for baptism. Go ahead and continue, though. I, I think I cut you off. Oh, you're fine. I, I just wanted to know if, um, if that was accurate, because I always thought, you know, if, if I was devoted to Jesus, and, and, I, and I'm admitting that out loud, I, I am devoted to Jesus, mm-hmm. that that was enough, and God would do the rest. So, well, that, that's exactly right. And um, the, the, the way, the group, the way, um, they believe a lot like the Church of Christ, uh, certain churches of Christ. Let me, there's uh, the Boston Church of Christ and the LA Church of Christ, which is related to that, uh, where they have, uh, and these are cults. Um, not all churches of Christ are cults, although I, I think that there's some issues, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times with the Church of Christ and, and certain doctrines. Um, but any church that places uh, certain requirements other than faith in Jesus Christ to be baptized is not following the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So, salvation is based on belief, as we see there, and baptism is subsequent uh, to that. Baptism follows that up. And so, all you're really doing when you're being baptized is declaring outwardly, physically, uh, to the world as a public declaration that you identify with Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ has done in your heart. So, baptism is any more than salvation isn't something that can be earned. And so, these churches, a lot of times, they put requirements on people. They have somebody that's over you. You've got to report to them. In a lot of cases, you've got to tell them uh, what you do daily, in some cases, in some of these cults. And then they have a kind of a group that decides when you are able to be baptized, <clears throat> when you're allowed to be baptized. And that's just not correct. And, and so, I would encourage you to, to find another church uh, that is a, a solid Bible teaching church. And uh, depending on where you're at, I'm happy to give you some recommendations because I see you're here uh, in Colorado. I just can't see exactly where, and we can talk about that. Uh, but I'm happy to give you recommendations or a way that you can find a church uh, that is teaching uh, the Word of God. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you bet. And because... <clears throat> You want to go and, and, and you want to be baptized. That's ultimately what it is. You want to be baptized and then you want to, you want to be learning the Word of God. And I so um, I want to do it right now. Like, it, I, I wouldn't hesitate to do it right now, but, you know, yeah. that kind of discouraged me a little bit, and that kind of made me feel um, like I should just, just completely avoid it. And so yeah. that's why I was trying to get some advice on it, I guess. Yeah, don't, first of all, don't be discouraged. Second of all, don't, don't be dissuaded from, from being baptized. You just find a good church and they'll baptize you. I, I, I promise you. And, and just get into the Word of God. Get plugged into that church. And, and the Lord's going to work uh, powerfully in your life. So don't, don't let the unfortunate, ungodly actions of some uh, discourage what you know is right in your heart to do. What, uh, and, and, quick, another quick question. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> no, um, no problem. What um what is the way? What what is that uh, religion? Is it um, a cult? Yes, it, it, it is, and I I forget when it was, but it was a few weeks back. We were having an, a conversation, and I about doctrine of the way, uh, and I forget exactly uh, the details of that discussion. But yes, it is basically a, a, a group that masquerades uh, as Christian. Uh, but as so many of these groups are, they they have issues with the nature of God. <clears throat> they have issues with what it means and how a person is saved, namely uh, focusing in on works-based salvation. And so if you're saved by your works, then you know it's all about your merit. And, and then you've got to kind of build up this merit and so you can earn the right to be baptized and things like that. And 
and it should be avoided. And so, yeah, you can go. I would encourage you, uh, I think if I remember right, there was a good article. I'd have to double check. Uh, there was a good article at gotquestions.org uh, about the way, but I have to go and double check that for sure. And if I have time, I'll, I'll uh, double check that and let you know on the air. Okay. Because I I did recommend to listen to uh, Pastor Francis Chan because I, I love listening yep. to him preach. Yep. And yep. they absolutely hated it. They said that he was <laughs> overzealous and and just ridiculous when he was preaching. And I was like, I didn't get any yeah. of that, so I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, you know, I'm. I, I you know, I mean, uh, what do you expect? I guess from people that that are on a on a wrong track anytime they see somebody like a francis chan who's a faithful preacher of the gospel um they're not going to get it they're not going to like it um and so you know that 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 unfortunately kind of tells you a a lot right there uh francis chan a fabulous author and faithful man of god bible teacher he and i probably wouldn't agree about every single detail uh but that what we would disagree about i can't think of off the top of my head and probably be very inconsequential a faithful teacher of the word and and uh, i recommend especially his book forgotten god which is about the holy spirit um, and uh, anything that you see by Francis Chan on the web, you'll you'll enjoy that. Hey, what part, uh, Michael? What part of Colorado are you located in? Um, Eastern Colorado. <laughs> okay, are you out on the plains then? Are you Kiowa area? Are you where? Where oh, are you at? Fort Morgan. Fort Morgan. Okay. What I would encourage you to do is just go to CalvaryChapel.com. Uh, or Calvary Chapel Association, um, and both of those websites, um, you should maybe check both of them because they sometimes have slightly different listings. But they're both affiliated with Calvary Chapel. Uh, go check those. Uh, they have a ch- they have church finder features on both of those. You can punch in your zip code and a radius, and it'll tell you what's in your area. Uh, there are probably other good churches in those areas that aren't Calvary Chapels. Um, I just know that I can trust Calvary Chapel because I, I know many of my Calvary Chapel brothers, and I know that they'll be faithful to teach you the Word of God and to give you an opportunity to be baptized. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate... Yeah, I appreciate you calling in, Michael. God bless you. God bless you. Have a good day. You bet. Let's go to Jacqueline. Jacqueline, welcome to the program. Thank you. How you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. Well, appreciate you calling in. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just calling to get some prayer for my um, daughter. She's 22. And recently diagnosed with um, bipolar and schizophrenia. So okay. she's been, um, she has the episode, first episode in August of 2016. And just a mm-hmm. rough time. Well, let's go ahead and let's just take that before the Lord. Um, you know, I, I one of the, the passages of, of uh, Scripture that I like is uh, the man of the tombs. Uh, and... Jesus comes to him, and and after Jesus works in his life, um, we see him seated and clothed and in his right mind. And so you can you can read about that, and when you have time, in Mark chapter five and in Luke chapter eight. And I I always just encourage people that that regardless of the the physical manifestations, uh, at the heart of mental illness is is something spiritually that that is yeah. challenging people. 
I don't mean to imply that someone is demon possessed or or that even that they're and I'm not even suggesting that there's some particular sin that has brought it on in their lives. Uh, that was the case with the man of the tombs, but but not necessarily with everyone you meet. But yet they still are. You know, we all struggle with different things, and yes. and they struggle in this way with a spiritual attack. And so when you recognize that it is something spiritual, then you take it to God because He is the great healer, and that's what we're going to do right now. Amen. Father, I just thank you for Jacqueline. I just thank you for her willingness to intercede on behalf of her daughter. Uh, Lord, we, we know that you hurt when you see your people hurting, when you see people struggling and going through things. And, and, and when we see somebody going through these kinds of things and, and they have these kinds of, uh, uh, of episodes and, and they're so hard to watch and so hard to understand and, and they're so painful for the individual, especially more so who, who is going through these things. And Lord, we know that you see and that you, you feel that and that we live in a, in a fallen world and, and, and we live in a world that for now is uh, the domain of the enemy. But Lord, one day you are going to come and make all things right. But in the meantime, that you, you also work. And we just pray for healing. We, we pray uh, for Jacqueline's daughter to be delivered. We pray uh, that like that man of the tombs, that she would be seated and clothed and worshiping the Lord and serving in him and completely whole in her mind. And so I just pray that you would just come and that you would work by the power of your spirit, that you would just come upon her and touch her and heal in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> well, God, you betcha. Well, God bless you, Jacqueline. And are you guys plugged in somewhere in a church where you can get prayer and encouragement? Yeah, actually, I'm moving to Greeley, and my son um, had put on the radio station, and I started listening to you about a few days ago. So, <laughs> Oh, great. Well, you can go catch Pastor Jeff, good friend of mine, Calvary Chapel in Greeley. Okay. And, uh, in fact, his, his program is on every day right before this program at 3.30. And uh, so you can tune in. Great Bible teacher and, and just a loving guy. And you head over there, and, and they'll just love on you and pray for you and encourage you and walk with you through this. Amen. Thank you so much. You betcha. God bless you, Jacqueline. Thanks for calling. God bless you, too. You're welcome. Let's Bye. go to Lynn in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Lynn, welcome to the program. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the program. Are you with us? I wonder if maybe we lost Lynn. Did we, did we, uh, did we lose Lynn? Um, I think we might have lost Lynn. Lynn, if you're there, give us a call back. And uh, let's go to Brent. Brent in uh, Conifer, Colorado. Brent, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you, Pastor. I really love your show. Uh, here's my question. I, when I read the scriptures, I could spend an hour and I glean you know, so much out of the scriptures. When mm. I listen to your radio station, and I've been listening about eight hours a day at least. How good for you. Um, I, I'm visually impaired, and I just don't like to read. I, mm-hmm. I have macular degeneration. Mm. And so am I... Is it okay if I, instead of trying to go through my Bible, my Bible tends to sit on the table, mm-hmm. and I tend to listen to you guys all day. When I, I learn more in in two days of, of eight hours a day listening to your program mm-hmm. than I could in a whole year of studying the Scriptures myself. And right. so is that, is, is, am I missing something there? Or, in other words, you know, I still pray, I go to church. Mm-hmm. And but I just love listening to y'all. So instead of me getting into the scriptures, you basically 
I've been listening to you guys. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think we're we're talking about a couple of slightly different things. You you want to be getting as much teaching as you can. And if you by the way, if you have your radio on too, do me a favor and just turn that down a little bit because I think we have a little bit of echo oh, okay. coming from that. But um, hopefully you can you can still hear me as well. Oh yeah, yeah I can. Okay, great. So what we want to do is have a have our own relationship where God is speaking to us directly, but then also have have this opportunity where you're receiving teaching. And God has given us gifted teachers, uh, like you hear on this program all, all day long, whose, whose great programs are, are aired here, who are, are spending hours studying and preparing a meal for you. And so you should continue to feast on that meal, uh, but in some form be taking just the Word of God and in meditating upon it in conjunction with your times of prayer. And if, you, if you're visually impaired, I would suggest maybe an audio Bible to do that. Okay. You know, okay. because uh, I, I, I can understand if, if you're in a situation where it's difficult to actually read. Uh, but t- just take an audio Bible and a, and a short passage. And, and even if you don't feel like at first, well, I'm, I'm getting as much as I get from the teaching on the radio, that's okay. You, you probably never will. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's okay. There's noth- nothing wrong with that. But God is still going to speak to you directly and do an amazing thing as, as you become familiar with His Word just in your own personal time of meditation. And so I, I would just go through the Bible and, you and have just a recommendation read. Like, like, like I'm, I'm going to still, you know, whenever I get in my car, uh, mm-hmm. it's, on, uh, it's on your radio station. Yeah. And when I come home, um, you know, I, I may watch a little news and turn it off, and then I turn the radio on, I listen Perfect. to Chuck, uh, Dave Love, <laughs> and I listen yeah. to everybody. And I really have learned so much. Um, but Keep- the, any recommend, like, like, I don't know, would it be legalist to say just, you know, try maybe 30 minutes a day? In other words, get a half an hour in, you think that would, that right. would be adequate? Yeah, or here, maybe you can't put a number to it. Here's what I would suggest. I, I would suggest do it in the morning rather than the evening. That way you have the whole day really to kind of be thinking about what God has put on your heart. Yeah, let and yeah, it soak in. Right. Exactly, and, and to meditate on it as the Scripture talks about, to meditate on the Word of God as we're encouraged in the Psalms. And so, yeah, just just... Maybe you start in the book of Matthew or maybe you start in the book of Genesis and just start, maybe pick a chapter a day and listen to or, or read it and, okay. and spend some time in prayer with the Lord. And then go through your day and continue all of your listening in the car that you're doing to, to yeah. uh, the Bible teachers that you just mentioned. It's incredible. I have a, a very incredible, I, lo- I love the Word of God. I really, really do. I can hear it's, that. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's so special. And if it, I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be in the repentant state that I am because I had a lot of assumptions about grace and I overassumed about grace and and especially Raul and and uh, mm-hmm. Ed, uh, y'all yeah. really hit it home and it really the Lord used y'all to bring me back to repentance. Well, we appreciate just you calling in and sharing, you know, what the Lord's doing in your life through the ministry of Calvary Aurora and Calvary Golden Springs and Calvary Castle Rock and all of these different uh, programs that you've mentioned, Calvary Costa Mesa and, and Grace FM here, because it's a, it's a blessing to hear what God is doing. Yeah, it's quite different. Uh, everywhere else I've found uh, quite different. Um, uh, I haven't seen an organization that, that pulls so heavy onto repentance as, as y'all do, and that seems to be the church of Laodicea, Laodicea's great falling. 
Well, it's vital. There, there really is no true relationship with God or salvation without repentance. Amen. I agree. Yeah. Hey, g- God bless you, God Brent. Bless you too. And I appreciate you calling in. Take care. Thank you, bud. Bye bye. Yep, you bet. Hey, let's. Uh, we got uh, just a couple more minutes. Time for one more call. Let's go to Dante uh, in Maryland. Dante, welcome to the program. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Pastor. Yeah, I've got just a couple of minutes. What's on your mind today? So my question was, what do you do when you find yourself in leadership, working right hand with your pastor, mm-hmm. but you are not seeming to grow in the ministry? Okay, so so you personally don't feel as though you're growing in your walk and ministry uh, uh, under under this particular ministry. That is correct. Okay. Well, what are you teaching? Do you do you have a, a ministry? Are you are you someone that you that feels they're called to teach? And are you teaching? Um, no, I'm not teaching. Okay, no. here's what I would recommend. In my life, I've never learned more and never grown more than when I've been teaching. And mm-hmm. so what I find is is that you can get to a place in your spiritual walk where, where as Paul says, um, you know, though you need someone to teach you, you ought to be teachers. Now, that doesn't sound like that's the case to you, but the implication is, is we should get to the place where we're teaching others. And so I would suggest if there's an opportunity in, in your fellowship uh, to, to, to teach, if your pastor would allow you to do that, maybe to establish a, a midweek study or a group study or a home Bible study, uh, or, um, or if there's somebody that needs discipling that you can teach one-on-one, as you start putting your time into teaching, through the Word of God and just pick a book of the Bible. Don't pick a study guide in this guy's book, but pick a book of the Bible and teach through uh, that book and uh, of the Bible. You will grow more through that than, than, than you have previously. I can guarantee it. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor. You betcha. That. And, and uh, uh, I hope that that helps uh, for you, Dante. And if you have uh, any additional questions about that, uh, you, can, you know, if you need tools, resources, additional encouragement, uh, you can email us at our church, and I'm happy to follow up with that as well. We're uh, calvarychapelparker.com. You can go to the contact page and email us there. If you have additional questions, I'm happy to follow up with you. Okay. Thank okay. You. you. You bet, my friend. God bless you. And we have one other question uh, from Lynn. I'll try to answer this here quickly. Lynn, uh, I see here, uh, uh, I didn't catch all of the information. She didn't want to be uh, on the radio. I can understand that. Lynn in Baltimore, she has a question about the work of the Holy Spirit versus the work of Jesus. Obviously, they're two separate things. We do need to uh, teach more about the work of the Holy Spirit. We're dependent upon the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mentioned uh, a book earlier by Francis Chan, Forgotten God. Uh, I'd recommend that to uh, all listening as a resource. And unfortunately, uh, because we're coming down, we're inside the last minute uh, of the program here. Uh, I can't say more uh, about it than that. I just don't have the time. I'm going to get cut off. But this is Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. Appreciate all of you listening. Uh, Colorado, Wyoming, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania today. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. Program, of course, is going to be back tomorrow, taking more of your calls and questions and comments about the Bible and Christianity. As I said earlier, if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, come and join us uh, this Sunday, 10 o'clock. Continue in Genesis chapter 1 calvarychapelparker.com you can get directions there God bless you have a good night thank you for listening to Calvary Live be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM